Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Talk to Me, the brand new A24 horror movie uh, from, I don't, I should have had all of that information ready, but I don't. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Uh, we will always be here to talk about A24 horror films as they are usually awesome or at least a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know too much about this going in, but um, anyway, we will talk about that later and we will be spoiling the film. So full spoiler warning for talk to me, but we won't spoil anything until the end of the show. When we get to the review, we got to get to the news first. Dylan, what you got? All right. So it's going to be kind of like scattershot random news because there's some leftovers from Comic-Con last week. And then there's some like industry type ones. I guess, and I guess also we trailers. should mention that we're recording this on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, because we normally don't, we normally record on Tuesday night, but I'm going to Gen Con and I will be in a hotel room in, I don't know where Tuesday night cause I'm driving. So I don't know where I'm stopping on Tuesday, but so we're recording so Sunday that, morning. So something crazy happened. Yeah. Then we don't that, know about it yet. That cool new trailer that came out on Tuesday. We haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, okay. First is kind of like an unexpected one. Um, I know we've been covering the Lando the potential Lando prequel series yes. Disney plus show for a long time. Um, it seems like, I guess my assumption was anyway, that it wasn't happening just because it's solo came out years ago. And right. uh, I don't know. There's just been no traction on it, but um, uh, let's see. V- Variety is reporting that it's back on track with uh, a new, uh, new writers in the form of Donald Glover himself and his brother, Stephen Glover, the Glover bros. Yes. writing it um and obviously i guess donald glover would star um okay maybe alden aaron reich i don't know we don't know any plot details but apparently the lando series is back on track with uh with donald glover writing it um this seems like it makes it more likely to happen i guess because he seems yeah. like the holdout you know he's probably like probably has high standards for it so if he's doing it himself maybe that's like a good sign that'll actually get made what do you think um, I, th- I, I would definitely agree with that assessment. If Donald Glover is officially attached, I would say it's likely to happen because I know he was a holdout with community as well. Um, at one point he was like dragging his feet about, I, I don't want, I'd never, I don't watch community, so I don't, I can't speak eloquently about it, but I do know that there was some sort of a contracting with people on community and he was one of the ones that was making it take a, a, a bit longer. So if he's on board and he's announced, I, th- I think it's happening. Yeah. Well, he's like the mega star with the huge music career and Atlanta right. and like so many other products. I'm sure his schedule is the worst. Like, right. Exactly. Like Trying to accommodate. Um, exactly. But I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, I do yeah. watch it. So I, watch, I was going to say, I do watch everything. Star Wars. I still haven't watched Andor, but um, unrelated, Michael, did you, keep up with or finish secret invasion i did not i finished it and you're good uh, so, so okay look you're fine it's okay so i i was told that already by you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say it by matt okay. by matt from my store and you know what i don't respectfully i don't always agree with matt's opinion and he knows this um we don't always agree with each other's opinions he's like did you he said basically the same thing hey did you ever finish sequel wars i said no he goes don't (laughs) yeah that's too bad i wouldn't 
I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. It's just aggressively okay. You know, you're not sure. like missing out, is what I'm saying. But I wouldn't be like, don't watch it. It's horrible. But man, right. Okay. You would you would forget it in a month after seeing it. Let's just say that. Right. You know? Yeah, I know. Um, well, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. G- good to know. I'm not like missing out. Do you think I need to like if look? You'll tell me if there's important information in that that shows up in something good. Yeah, I would like the thing I was going to say is maybe you need to see it for uh, Captain Marvel or the Marvels mm-hmm. because of Nick Fury. Sure. But like spoiler alert, he basically like ends in the same place that he started. Um, I think probably okay. by design. So like you can just skip it. You know, he's back on that space station. So cool. I don't know. Interesting. Adventure. I will think I will say, actually, it will be very important for Armor Wars if that ever gets made. The uh, roadie. So I'll be surprised. I think it's gonna happen. I don't know. I, well, I mean, not for a while now. I mean, you need to watch a true, yeah. Just watch a recap. Yeah, I'll send you the recap video. Before yeah, give I'll me a new Rockstar's it. recap of it, and I'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, okay. Uh, Castlevania. Have you ever seen it? Uh, we we reviewed show? the first season. Yeah. Okay. I really I, liked I that know. first season. Yeah, I thought it was really it was, good. I love this show. Yeah, it's great. Um, I didn't ended, keep up with it because we didn't review it, but yeah, it had like a couple seasons after that, and it wrapped mm-hmm. up the story, um, like on its own terms, and it ended. But now there is a sequel series coming out called um, Castlevania Nocturne, and this focuses on you might know more about this than me as the radio game person. Um, uh, Victor Belmont, Richter, yeah, Richter oh, Belmont, Richter, sorry, yeah. Uh, was, I, guess, yeah, I don't play the, the bigger Belmont character. He's in Smash mm-hmm. Bros. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Um, so yeah, people are excited. This one takes place in 1792, and the first one took place in 1455. So it's quite a bit later. It's like Big a time descendant, jump. a descendant of original Belmont dude, Trevor Belmont. Um, but people are excited because this is like apparently one of the more popular games in the Castlevania series, and mm-hmm. uh, the the trailer. Um, it was, I think it was one of the Comic-Con ones, and it was very much, uh, look at our cool animation. Um, it, it looks very pretty. Yeah. Plot-wise, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I think it looks like the return to form. It looks really good. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I know that the series has been up and down in terms of uh, um, popularity, I think, right? Like, I think it's sort of waned the last couple of seasons. I'd agree, yeah. Um, but this looks real good. And since it's a time jump, I assume I can watch it without really having seen the middle seasons. Yeah, it's hundreds of years later. I think you should be fine. It's also, it's Castlevania. Like, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm sure that's very disrespectful, but I just Have never... Have you played any of them? Yeah, of course. I played Symphony of the Night, which is the one to play. Um, okay. Uh, Symphony of the Night is very good, but... I mean, I never pursued past that that title. Makes sense. Yeah, it's just not. It's not my. Them. It's not my type of game. Like those Castlevania, Metroid, Metroidvanias, as they're called. I don't really. That's not. That's not for me. Okay. Well, it's weird that they don't have like new ones coming out with the show. Yeah. Right. That is weird. I think there's got to be something going on with why they haven't haven't kept up with it. You know, dropping the ball. Well, because the last um, one I thought was supposed to be not very good, but 
Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe the franchise is done. Um, okay, comics-wise, uh, we covered uh, Kamala's death, and we covered Kamala's return, kind of. Um, spoiler alert, she came back this week in the Hellfire Gala, uh, the X-Men annual event, Hellfire Gala. She, um, The surprise spoiler cover was her yep. and her Hellfire attire. Uh, so she's officially a mutant and an inhuman, as I established within the book. Um, and what's next for her is a comic series coming out called Miss Marvel, the New Mutant. And she's kind of like in a like New Mutants getup, like the red and blue X-Men trainee sure. kind of outfit mixed with her um, normal costume. But the cool thing is, it's written by Iman Vellani, the actress that plays kamala really in the in the show yeah that's cool so i'm still i think i'm, st- I'm a lot of people hate this and i like completely understand it but i'm still like a little bit more hopeful because i think like people like you and me michael are able to see when something's like a very mom like a flash in the pan temporary thing in the comics like this this miniseries it's not like I can see like, oh, they're stripping away her identity and making her just one of the other X-Men like in this costume that's very der- derivative of all the others. But like, we know right. that she'll this be back in her original getup in like a couple of a months. Few months. Yeah. yeah, like it's this the is, same this as is like, how comics go. Cap, you know? Like, right. It's a they're little... turning Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look back at this in five years and be like, oh yeah, remember she wore that like new mutant costume when there's like a hero clicks of it or something. Exactly, right. And we're like, yeah. When the, when the statue, years. when the statue comes out in five yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think Kamala fans need to be worried. I think no. almost it's like an upgrade. I think she's getting put in like more of a spotlight. She's got a movie to promote too. Maybe that comes out in November. We'll see. Mm. Um, But I'll read it. I, I like the gimmick of the getting the actor to write it. I think, I think that's neat wor- too. It's worked out with the Riddler. People really like that Riddler series, but I haven't been reading it. The, the Paul Dano written one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard. I've know. only heard good things. I haven't read it either, but I've only heard good things. So, and we keep selling yeah. out of it. So, oh, cool. Okay. Um. Okay. Another Comic Con trailer. There's a lot of animation ones because I know a lot. Um. Was for Harley Quinn season four. Uh, <laughs> yes. Neither of us have kept up with this. Um, no, but this trailer is really good. This trailer is really yeah, funny. I liked really the trailer a lot. It's a new status quo. She's like, I think her and Ivy are officially together. They have been since last season too, but Ivy's now leading the Legion of Doom and Harley is like joining the Bat family um, with Batman's in jail right now, but it's with Nightwing, Batgirl, and uh, and Damien. <laughs> um, right. I don't know. It looks like a lot of fun still. It does. It looks a lot of fun. No, no complaints here. Yeah, I th- I like it. I think it's good. Um, I mean, am I gonna watch it? No, probably not. No. Um, but I I the tra- the trailer gave me a good chuckle. I'm happy that people are out there liking it. I'm glad there's some different type of content, which is nice. You know, it's not just the same old stuff. This is nice to have um mature rated animated yeah. content. You know, I'm here for it. I wonder how long Zasloff will let this one live. <laughs> uh this is the, this will be the final season. Yeah, this will premiere on July 27th, and it will be taken off uh, July 28th. I don't <laughs> know. We'll see. Yikes. Oh, I guess it already premiered. Yeah, that's we're on the 30th now. So oh, it yeah. premiered, it's still, it's premiered still around, a few days though. ago. Yeah. Okay, well, good look. For, good it, for it's her. It's still on the service. Yeah. It is like a weekly release, so it's got some time. Oh, they got to finish it first. We'll see. Um, 
more streaming news, Netflix. We got a official full trailer for the One Piece uh manga anime adaptation that comes out yes. August 31st, like I said on Netflix. Um neither Michael nor I are One Piece fans. No. Uh it's not that Michael's I dislike not... One Piece. I've never watched it. I've never read it. Oh, I've I have never consumed One Piece in any fashion. I have tried the show and I've seen the show being watched a lot and I know I don't like it. So <laughs> this is like I'm already like predisposed to not be into this a little bit. But yeah. um so we're both coming at it from the point of view of it needing to appeal to an outsider, I think. You right. know? Um and for me, anyways, it doesn't do that. It looks a little like I know we've had Death Note on on and Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Okay. And it's giving those to me, you know, this trailer a little bit. I I hate to say it. I hope I'm wrong. I, that's, I think that's the trailer the looks okay. I, I mean, but again, I didn't watch any of those Death Note or whatever Cowboy Bebop. I didn't watch them. But okay. I think this trailer looks okay. Um, obviously, I do not care for One Piece. Not, not that I don't. I dislike it. I just I've never watched it, so I have zero affinity for it. Um, but I am I gonna am I gonna watch this? No, but I think it looks okay. But I am certain though that most One Piece fans will not like it. I'm I doubt s- it. just by the nature of how this goes, which is hard because like I don't know how you make them like it and then appeal to us, but it seems like it's doing neither in my opinion. But yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for them. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. They seem like they're having a good time. It, it they do. It look it looks fun. So, I don't know. I I wish the anime stands could get all a live action adaptation that they like because it just seems to never happen. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we'll cover it when it comes out. But like, it's giving cosplay right now, so we'll see. Maybe it'll be better in a bad way. Not a good. Not a good cosplay. Yeah, not Um, the way you want. Uh okay, we got another trailer for Mortal Kombat Legends Cage yes. Match. This is the third Mortal Kombat animated film. We reviewed the first one. We simulcast yes. watched it during the pandemic. You, me, and Ron. And then there was a second one that came out that was also like fantastic, even better than the first one. What was the it Scorpion's called? Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, I don't know. Okay, because I only saw Scorpion's Revenge. I'm pretty sure there was a second one that was like a direct sequel to that. That was but, really good. But this looks like a ton of fun. I'm be, this I'll, is a, I'll be straight yeah. up. It looks really fun. Um, as I've said very recently, I don't really care for Mortal Kombat. It's not really my my thing. Not but this yet. looks, but yeah, not yet. But this looks fun. I'm, yeah, I kind of wanted to watch it. This is a prequel taking place in the '80s with a young Johnny Cage, um, yep. and it's got like the Miami Vice '80 action movie, '80s action movie vibes. Yes. You know, you know the ones. Um, uh, you already know the vibes. Yeah, and it's starring. I think I'm. I'm sure what's his name came back for it. Uh, what's yes. that guy's name? That comedian I don't know. that did the soup. Um, what? Joel McHale. Joel, Joel McHale, McHale is coming back as Johnny Cage, and then okay. it's got Jennifer Grey as herself. Um, <laughs> okay. And then Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. I guess maybe <laughs> his last role. I don't know. Not sure. Um, but he's. Doing like a villain, maybe or something, right? And that, um, that, that'll be nice. I I did like Gilbert Gottfried a lot. It looks fun. I don't know. I, I have nothing else to say. But the no, I have nothing to add good. other than yeah, it looks pretty. It looks fun. Um, and it should have some cross appeal. I hope. 
And I know they got to promote Johnny Cage, like IP awareness, because he's going to be in the next live action one, which is oh, like yeah. the main course, Michael. I know you're really hyped for it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you won't, Michael won't shut up about it. Like, I'm more excited about. for uh, the the OC character from the, the last movie for when to see where, where he goes. Oh, the guy with the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the guy with shirt. his uh, magic shirt. Yeah, yeah, I can't guy. wait for it to that see fool. what he does. It'd be cool if they killed him in the first couple minutes of the movie. I'd I love would love that so much. Um, but they won't. Uh, you know they won't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll watch this though. It comes out on a on a certain date. Uh, <laughs> on some time. All this says is oh October seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. We got a ways to go. A couple months. We got some time. Um. Yeah. Uh, more animated movie news. Okay. Uh, the the final two DC animated movies have been announced. This is before the Gods and Monsters era of James Gunn DC takes over when the animated movies will be in continuity with the live action movies and the video games and stuff like that. Okay. So they're closing us out with um, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths, which makes sense to me because that kind of like leads to a new continuity. So Sure. That makes I feel sense. like that's that's kind of fitting, and then Watchmen, which mm. people have been wondering why they haven't done that for a very very long time. Uh, I mean, they they did the motion comic, yeah, but that's not the same. But yeah, I'm sure Alan Moore is like very excited about this one, spinning in his um, grave. Yeah, uh, he's cursing whoever is going to take over. Uh, <laughs> smell them, but oh, of course. I mean. Uh, Michael, what percentage of you is open to a animated Watchmen movie? I'm open, open to, to liking it. I definitely, I'm definitely open to liking it. I like the motion comic. Motion comic is good. The motion comic is good. But that's you could but argue that's, that's just like an extension of the comic. That, you know? Yeah, that's not really anything different. I'm very open to an animated Watchmen. I'm open to a live action Watchmen, as the HBO series uh, demonstrated. That was fantastic. Um, so no, I'm I'm about it. You can do it well. Just Zack Snyder did it. I'm worried that it won't be good. I don't know. I don't know. What, I have no like basis for that. Just other than. Then just a fear. It seems like it's a tricky story to like get right. You know, it, like it the does. HBO show benefited from doing its own thing, just existing in that universe. Yeah. Um, but, but recreating now, it seems so difficult. I, I agree. Um, it, I think, I think the, the, the content isn't difficult. I think the reverence for which the content receives makes it difficult. I think, True. I I think it's not that complicated to make Watchmen as a property, but like it is such a revered work in in comics that it's it 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 becomes hard. I think. Yeah. Well, it's hard because everyone has their own certain thing in their voice, like in their head, their own voices, their own right, like reactions to things that happen, and absolutely, there's so many outlandish things in Watchmen. Like so, like when they happen in a depiction it's like never going to be what everyone wants so i don't know but right there's no dates for these but we'll see them soon i'm assuming <laughs> definitely um okay my last one was kind of comic booky news okay we got our my final trailer is for heartstopper season two this is yeah, the um, alice Oseman. yeah it's a yeah a comic it's a graphic novel a graphic novel thing yeah it comes out on netflix um this month sometimes sometime in <laughs> august uh but it's uh it's been like it, the first season was like a super hit and uh people have been waiting for the second season for a few years now so it's uh, exciting that it's finally coming out i don't see 
My only complaint, Michael, is I don't see any Olivia Coleman in this. Um, I'm hoping she's she is in the show, just not in the trailer. But otherwise, mm. the trailer looked very like sweet and like a nice palate cleanser. Like maybe you could watch Watchmen and then Heartstopper season two. You know, I think like the trailer looks very good. Punch. I and so I didn't watch the first season, but um, this looks very good. Makes me want to go back and watch the first one. Yeah, for those who don't know, it's just like a ro- uh, high school romance mm-hmm. situation, you know, like yeah, a looks teen, good. teen drama, but it's very like saccharine, um, like optimistic, uh, sunny kind of, it's not like Gossip Girl, you know, it's not like edgy <laughs> at all, um, but like Wait. in a good way, you know, it's like a pretty refreshing. So I would recommend it to, to yeah, everyone. Everyone definitely. who's seen it likes it. Yeah, I, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all my news. That's, that's all it? I got. All right. Yeah. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to our, or my new segment, I should say, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to go ahead and go first. I am picking a game. Shocking no one. Um, Pendragon, the uh, starter set. So um, Pendragon is a King Arthur based role playing game from Chaosium. Um, It's been around for 40 years. Um, There was supposed to be a new edition several years ago, and then the creator died and there was a whole thing. Um, But it is coming back and they're starting with a starter set and it's really cool. Um, Come in and talk to me about it. I'm super hyped on this. And What's really neat about it is like it's it's our it's an like a King Arthur type of game. So you're not playing as one person; you're playing as like a family lineage. So like you're rolling your your session takes place over multiple years and up to decades of life. You know, so it's just like uh, family history. It's it's it might sound very boring, but um, it's a lot of fun and like planning around cities and kingships and a lot of backstabbing and long term political scheming it's a it's a it's a lot of fun so we have those starter sets in very exciting what yeah what you got dylan um my pick is astonishing iceman number one and this is the launch of a i think four issue miniseries it spins right out of hellfire gala and it covers the fall of x which is the next like umbrella event um for the x-men books it's written by steve orlando that i like who i like a lot with art by um Vincenzo yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Caratu. Caratu. Yeah, that's it. Some Italian guy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that um, sounds right. I don't, Vincenzo, I'm not with the yeah. art, but, but it looks really good. Um, and this is the adult Iceman. Uh, I'm not sure exactly like what's going on, but if you read Hellfire Gal, it'll give you like a good idea about like the status quo that will be set for him. But it seems pretty good. Awesome. Okay, getting into my news, um, I have a piece of board game news first, which I haven't had that in a bit. Um, there's always board game news, but I don't always bring it up. But anyway, this is just very personally exciting to me. Um, 
Chaosium, the people who make Pendragon, uh, also make Call of Cthulhu, one of the most popular role-playing games of all time, been around since the early 80s, very old. Um, and one of the most popular adventures for Call of Cthulhu is called Horror on the Orient Express, which is <laughs> exactly what you think it is. It's like the murder on the Orient Express, but there's cultists, and it is a legendary campaign because it should take you years to complete because there's enough content in the books for you to to get off at every stop on the real Orient Express and like do things in every every town and it's it's just oh, wow. like okay. yeah it's a huge like I could show you my the box set of stuff for this book anyway and they've released it for most editions uh, of the game anyway they have announced that they are going to be doing a board game a cooperative board game um, adaptation for uh, Horror in the Orient Express and I'm sending the cover to the our Discord the 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 cover looks so cool. Um, but anyway, so it is a it's going to be designed by a guy named um, Adam Kwapinski, who directed who made um, Nemesis and Frostpunk. And anyway, so the game puts players in the shoes of investigators tasked with surviving on the ill-fated train. Winning the game requires not only the detection and elimination of cultists performing a gruesome rit- ritual on board, but also insur- ensuring the train reaches its destination safely. Um, as players face various perils, the object is to avert the horrors of the dreamlands and prevent catastrophe. Um, we have a while before this comes out. This is probably not, this is going to be on Kickstarter next year, which Bedrock will be backing. And then it will be releasing in 2025. So there's a, wow. some time. Um, however, okay. um, it's got a sweet looking cover. Um, and there's going to be, de- they're going to be demoing a prototype this year at Gen Con, where I will be. Uh, and they will see, I'm I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna tell you how cool it is. Um, but anyway, so that's my one board game news for the week. Um, moving on, everything else, it's all trailers. So let's get to it. Um, we've been talking about this Junji Ito Uzumaki show for I feel like forever because it kept getting pushed back and delayed. Um, but Adult Swim has debuted a teaser trailer thing for it's not like a true trailer, I think. It's a clip. It's a clip. Yeah, it's a clip. Um, so yeah, this was announced. Okay, according to this article, it was announced back in 2019. So this we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they revealed the trailer um or a teaser, and I think the visuals look pretty uh compelling. I I, I love Junji Ito. I love Uzumaki particularly. I think Uzumaki is probably my favorite of his long form books. Um, have you ever read it, Dylan? Mm-mm, no it's very good um what did you think of this trailer or this this clip i thought it was so good the animation like we saw like a quick like second of the style of animation like years ago when we talked about it yes um and they've just been like really struggling with getting it right i feel like because there's mm-hmm. been so many delays with it but it looks like it's really going to pay off because this is like really mind-blowing it looks it, it like the most it couldn't could not be more faithful you know and right it's it, exciting it, yeah, it looks so good. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll give a quick detour with about Uzumaki specifically. Um, so before I knew who Uzum, um, before I knew who Junji Ito was, um, in the year two thousand, there was a live action adaptation of Uzumaki, and I saw it in theaters when I in so two thousand I was either fourteen or fifteen depending on what month it came out. So I went to First Colony Mall AMC and I saw this weird Japanese horror movie about people that 
a, a town that get obsessed with spirals because that's the plot of Uzumaki. It's like everybody gets obsessed with the spiral shape, and it's not very good. But I loved it uh, at the time. It's two thousand. All right, uh, leave me alone. But so that is my introduction to to Junji Ito. So to me, that's always like front and center of my mind of like, and no one's ever seen this movie, and no one ever remembers this live action Junji Ito movie from twenty three years ago. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. You can see it. It's bad, but I'm anyway. Um, I do have the DVD, but anyway, <laughs> I do have a soft spot in my heart for Uzumaki, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, also, moving on, we got a pretty big trailer. Okay, so uh, okay, I'm gonna say this is a big trailer because people, the internet is telling me this is a big trailer. It's for Saw Ten. So eh. okay. So, but like the lead up to this trailer is weird because like I kept getting like, I kept seeing targeted ads for the Saw trailer, Saw 10 trailer drops tomorrow at this time Eastern. And then Matt came to the back and was like, do the Saw trailer drops in 30 minutes. Are you excited? I was like, no, <laughs> it's Saw 10. I was like, I mean, are people hyped for Saw 10? I think people are excited because it's like a return to form. Right. You know? I see. I didn't realize that up until, uh, you know, the trailer comes out that Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith are back. Um, so the movie is set between what saw two and three. Um, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Cause he, well, cause I'm sorry. It's set between saw one and two. Um, because John Kramer, as you know, dies in one of the Saw movies, there's like three, four, I don't remember. And then I barely knew that. And then I forget Shawnee Smith's character name. Um, the the girl with the pig mask who takes over for Jigsaw, her his understudy. She takes over for a while or whatever. But anyway, so this takes place between Saw one and two, and they're back, and he is taking revenge on the. Well, I'll just like I'll, I'll let you let you hear what it says. Set between the events of Saw One and Two, a sick and desperate John Kramer, Tobin Bell, travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Uh oh, the infamous killer returns to his work, turning the tables on the con artist in his signature visceral way through devious, deranged, and ingenious traps. And anyway, so we got the trailer for it. And what'd you think, Dylan? Um, I thought it was a good trailer, like for it, a Saw movie. Okay, you know, right, 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 right. I'm sort of in the same boat. Like the trailer's all right, but it's Saw Ten. I know this is going to be bad. I know that. Like I know yeah. it in my soul. Well, I don't see how they can be good. I don't know. I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of Saw. So like, even if it is like good, for I a Saw really movie. like the first one, and I okay. like the second one decently. And so then maybe you like this one. It's in that I, same era. It is, but I don't know. I'm just really over it, and I think like we, this is the last grasp at keeping this franchise going after Spiral was such a turd. You know, like. I, I Spiral think, has come up so much at work this week. We keep talking about Spiral Saw, you know, or Saw. I don't remember Spiral, the movie. Spiral from the Book of Saw, if you if you will. Ugh. Just I remember being so mad that that movie was bad because we were excited for it because I yeah. don't remember I don't remember anything about the plot. Um, but I remember Chris Rock, 
who wrote it, right? Or directed it or something. something. Yeah, he something to do with it. Mm-hmm. He, put, he put that movie over so hard for so long about how much of a fan he is and how good Saw is and how we're, we're getting back to the roots and it's going to be the best Saw movie, blah, 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 blah. blah. I believed it. I bought the hype. He, I got worked because that movie sucks. That movie's real bad. Um, yeah. I was so mad. Not because I saw a bad movie. I see plenty. Of, I see plenty of bad movies, but I was mad that it got worked into believing it was going to be good. It's like believing a Stephen King tweet about one of his <laughs> adaptations. You this know? one is, I think, more like honest about what it is. I think it's just, like, yeah, you you've seen it. I feel like at this point. Oh yeah, and you you're just there to get to see some like inventive traps, and I think it might have that. I don't know. The you definitely want saying the guy to do brain surgery on himself is pretty entertaining. <laughs> I guess not for me, but I could see why people would like that. I guess I don't so, know. So we're gonna go see this still. Um, uh, I don't think about unless we're reviewing it. Yeah, I don't think we need to. Unless so, uh, there's probably something better out that week. Unless the strike is really really hits so, hard and we have hey, nothing look, else to see. September 29th this year. That's same, it. Same, yes. Dang. Double feature with, with Paw Patrol. And the, the internet is trying to make that a thing after Barbenheimer. Saw we Patrol. Got Saw Patrol. Yep. So maybe maybe we do see Saw, Dylan. Saw 10. We reviewed Spiral. May as well go see this crap. We'll talk uh, about this later. Yeah, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this off air, not in front of the oh, kids. Gross. Um, anyway, the last trailer of the week technically came out last week, but uh, we had too much to talk about last week with Barbie and Oppenheimer. We got it. It's here. Exorcist Believer. The official trailer and sequel yeah. to the original class classic has debuted. Ooh. And so plot details have also um, emerged since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago. Victor Fielding, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. has raised their daughter, Angela, uh, on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear in in the woods only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. It unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the, the nature of evil and in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. Chris McNeil, AKA Ellen Burstyn, the mom from the first exorcist. So the trailer released last week, I think the day that we recorded. So that's why we bumped it. Um, and yeah, I saw it for the first time in front of Oppenheimer. I'm so mad because I saw Oppenheimer on Thursday and the trailer wasn't out. So I didn't get to see it in theaters. I have and this was not this this no 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 this trailer did play in front of Talk to Me. So that was nice. Oh, cool. Um but I will go ahead and say I thought the trailer was real good. I thought the trailer was really strong. I liked it a whole lot. Um I I liked what they did with the Exorcist classic theme. Um, I thought that worked really well with the with the remixing and the slight hints to it. Like you'll just get like one ringing of the bell, like, and then the, the, the OGs know, like, oh, that's the theme from The Exorcist, just one bell from it. You know, very cool. Um, looks very good. What to me now? That being said, it is directed by David Gordon Green, which, if you ask me, in 2018, big hype, right? Big hype because we all loved Halloween 2018, surpassed yeah. and exceeded, smashed expectations, and then kills and ends. Uh, did not. Womp womp. Yeah. yeah, they did not. Being being very nice, they did not. Um, so following that pattern, this should be great, and then the other two should be poor because they did also announce um, 
the, the title for the second one is called The Exorcist Deceiver. It's coming out to, uh, 2025. But anyway, what did you think of this trailer, Dylan? I really liked it. I thought it was great. I um, I like. It was cool to see it in the theater for the first time because I I didn't know what it was when it was oh, starting. Yeah. I forgot that feeling of like it being in the middle of the trailer and be like, oh, this is the you know like. <laughs> I'm so, like such a I right. that feeling, you know. I, you never get that, like, and usually you know that you're going to get the new something trailer before this movie, like. You'll know. Oh, I'm about. Yeah. I, 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 well, they're going to debut the new Spider-Man trailer in front of Iron Man, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. But this was just a complete shock for you. You're like, oh, it's The Exorcist. Awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of forgot it was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um. But I thought I was like, is this going to be another like? Because no shade, but I feel like a lot of the modern exorcism movies are kind of bad. They I are. I don't know. They are. A lot of people try and do the exorcist. Let's just say that. Uh-huh. Look, a lot of people have been yeah. Um. Looking at you, the Pope's exorcist. Wow, how dare um, you? I don't know. I didn't see it. I also uh, but, didn't see it. But this one looks uh, like super uh, entertaining. I don't know. It. I mean, it has enough of the nostalgia hit and the homages to like warrant the IP, but enough new to make it seem fresh. Still, I do time. love. I do love that Ellen Burstyn's haircut is the same. Of course, and they do the fade to show you that it is the same person. And the little girls have the same like forehead prosthetic kind of thing going right. on, you know. I like that it's two girls this time. That's cool. That is nice. Um, I don't know. I like the vibes. It looks like a really cool Halloween watch. I'm excited. Yes. So, uh, date on that is October 13th, um, two weeks after Saw 10. So you know we're getting just some absolute bangers coming out back to back, almost. Maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm I I'm a, I'm hoping this is good. I'm hoping this is good. Um, hoping against hope because I I don't know ends and kills are bad and the trailers are all right for those movies though the trailers were cool as I recall. Uh yeah yeah so that leads us to believe this will be bad. Yeah, I don't know man. We'll get I'm let's get for you Michael. Let's get let's get one more trailer. Are you excited about this? Like do you do you have an affinity for The Exorcist? Because I, I love... really like the first one and then I like the show. Uh, I love the show. Um, Have you seen three, Dylan? Three is like I haven't seen three. Three is so good. I'm gonna send you the Blu-ray. It's so good. I love The Exorcist three. It's like one of my favorite horror movies. Obviously, The Exorcist one is great, but three, three is top tier. Love Exorcist three, and it's got this crazy uh, story about like production and whatever. I I love Exorcist three. Exorcist is my first horror movie that I've seen, so I have, really? it has a special place in my heart. Yeah, and then I wasn't Two, allowed to see it. Was it. Terrible. I wasn't allowed to see any more for a couple of years after this one because it scarred you, traumatized me. Nice. Yeah, but um, excellent. I hope this one does that too. I want to be scarred again. <laughs> excellent. Well, we'll keep you up to date as more Exorcist believer information comes out. But anyway, that does it for my news. Let's hear about those tabletop events. time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of july all exact dates and formats can be found on our discord server kicking it off with keyforge we run two events a month at our clear lake location from 7 p.m till around 9 keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players we also love our role-playing games 
Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and it is time to talk about Talk to Me, the A24 film from Danny and Michael mm, Philippou? 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 P H I L I P P O U. I don't know. Either way, they they do. That's a YouTube guys. The Raka Raka is their YouTube channel. Uh, but this is their first first uh, feature film. Anyway, uh, spoilers for Talk to Me. We will be spoiling the movie. There is stuff to spoil. Um, I think it's best if you don't know. You know things about the movie. If as if go in as fresh as you can. I think is the way to go. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you've been warned. All right. Anyway, so Dylan, what was your hype like for Talk to Me? I was very hype. Me so, too. So Talk to Me was one of the few movies at the Sundance Festival that I didn't get to see um, because I didn't put it online. Punks. I was very upset, very upset about it. And then I was even more upset when A24 acquired it because a lot of my taste aligns with the movies yes. that they acquire from the festivals. Um, but I've been following it for a while. I'm really excited. I, I like that it's like a first time writer and, and director. And yes. like it, it has, I don't know, it has that magic of like a, I don't know, community built, like tiny, tiny budget film, you know, absolutely that's like exceeding all expectations. And I, those are all, those are always like pretty special to me. So I was very much looking forward to seeing it. I completely agree. Um, I was very much looking forward to it. Like you were saying, A24. Um, is a name synonymous with quality as far as I'm concerned. Um, they A24 has become a label that will get me in the door regardless. And if it's not great, it's not great, but I it will sell me a ticket, you know? Um, and then coupled with horror and their horror choices have been, uh, they haven't missed yet to my knowledge. Um, and I was very excited for the same reason Dylan was. It's a, uh, it feels like, it's exciting to see someone's first movie and for someone's first movie to have this level of uh, success is really cool. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's made by Australian people filmed in Australia, I believe, but it's, it all takes place mm-hmm. in Australia as well. So anyway, we're, let's get to the plot. The plot is they get right to it. This also, this movie has a runtime of like 90 minutes. It's brisk. Yep. 95 minutes, 95 minutes. It is a very fast paced movie, which I love. Uh, I I miss the days of a 95 90 minute horror movie. You know, just like get in and get out. Agreed. Let's yeah. get to the point. And this movie does that. It doesn't waste any time. It doesn't it doesn't overexplain. It just I, what I love is that you don't even know how this thing actually works. I love that. Yeah, it's not it's not clear. Yeah. I don't need to know that. They just get just get right into it. You know what the kids know. Um but anyway, so it's about these um, this group of friends, kind of, who all have this sculpture of a hand. And if you 
hold hands with it, light a candle, do a magic dance type of thing. Um, you can get possessed by a ghost, for, but for only for 90 seconds, because more than that, then the ghost takes over and it's a problem. How did they figure that out, though? How did they figure out the 90 seconds? I don't know. The person before them. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, whatever. Who cares? This 90 seconds. They know this. The kids know. And the problems that and it's about that and the, the problems that come from there. Um, I'm unfamiliar with anybody in this movie. Um, actor-wise, to my knowledge. I know Miranda Otto. She's from uh, The Mom. She's oh, from okay. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She's, I loved her in that Oh, show. okay. Um, oh, she was also in Lord of the Rings. She was in. She was Eowyn. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do yeah, know yeah. her. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I, I knew her. I don't know anyone else, though. Well, me neither, no. Because um, I think they're all from Australia, I would assume. Um, anyway, um, I, so the but the main performers are um, what Sophie Sophie Wild and yep. uh, no one else with a Wikipedia page. That's crazy. Um, anyway, I I thought the performances were very good. So you have um, Sophie Wild playing the main character of I've already forgotten her name Mia 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 yeah yeah Dylan you saw this today yeah I saw it a few hours ago so it's very yeah. fresh <laughs> nice um, you have Mia whose mom has passed away. And yep. we don't need to go plot by plot, but like Mia's mom has passed away and uh, she has sort of like a, she, she does still live with her father, but she, you know, spends a lot of time with her best friend and her best friend's mom and her best friend's little brother. And they get introduced to this hand and it sort of consumes her life. Yeah. And man, I really liked this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I thought, I thought the concept was really novel which I think you don't get as much these days. Um, I haven't seen a lot of like unique theatrical horror movies recently. Yeah. It's nice to see like, uh, like it still has a lot of the conventional story beats. Of course. Which like, I think are a good thing, but it, it was, um, I don't know, uh, built upon by a, like a, a brand new, mechanic you know to introduce those which i thought was really cool i liked that the hand is like just to elaborate a little bit on what the hand is it's like apparently an embalmed um hand of like a uh not a psychic um what do they call it a satanist yeah well they guess well they they guess actually yeah satanist or like a medium they said maybe yeah they don't know the man embalmed hand is someone who could talk to the dead so um, I don't know. That was like a cool little like uh, idea that they ran with. I like that a lot. I would buy the hand if A24 puts it up on their shop. I'd put it on bookshelf for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I agree. So yeah, th- there's a lot of like predictable elements for sure. Um, or not predictable dumb elements. Te- dumb teens doing... Dumb teens doing dumb teen things. Messing like, with the dead. Yeah. You've seen If you've seen a horror movie, you know the mistakes that these kids are going to make, right? You've seen it. Um, however, Some of them were hard to like empathize with for me. Oh yeah, know? of course. Um, I get starting the game, but once you are convinced that it's real and it's happened to you, I don't understand continuing it. I, you know, of course. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe Mia wanting to talk to her mom. I get, I get that angle. Yeah, but I don't get like the two like like I'm I'm just gonna call them the two bullies even though that's not whatever, you know, who I'm talking about the two people that yeah. are leading these hand parties. 
like, why are they so about this? It seems like you've seen some really horrible stuff happen. Like, yeah, ah, wouldn't it be cool? Come on, talk to me. You know? Yeah, I look at it. But whatever. Dumb I'm not here to dissect the logic, right? Um, I I really dug it. I thought the plot was cool. And I thought some of the effects, they did a lot with what they had, with their budget. Um, I don't know what the budget was, but I'm I sure... I think the budget was $4 million, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I thought the effects were really good. Um, they didn't have a lot of effects, but they had a couple of like really like graphic scenes that I thought looked really cool, particularly when yeah. the kid... Riley or whatever his name is, uh, mm-hmm. Riley, yeah, yeah, gets gets possessed by the hand. That scene was so good. That's like I think my favorite scene in the movie is the first time he gets or the time he gets possessed by the hand and starts like yeah. <laughs> slamming his head into the table and like trying to pluck his own eye out. Yeah, that was that was pretty gnarly. That was gross. Uh, I, I know. I was like, I don't get grossed out in theaters, uh, g- generally speaking, anymore. But I was in the theater like, oh, my God, this is. Oh, oh, boy. All right. We are eyeball city. All right. Look at that. Yeah, I noticed like that the sound was really good. The sound mixing also like the it appropriately gross things would happen, you know, um, like sounds anyway. I, I noticed that as something that helped it be disgusting and make me look away a little bit. Um, but. The other, there were some other like gross scenes that stood out to me too. I thought the, I thought some of the cinematography was really cool, especially in like the other world, like the the other yes. side, the dead world. I thought that would looked really cool too. It was well realized. It was like basically mm-hmm. pitch black, which is obviously a budget thing. But I thought that the the dead people, the way they were, like these practical effects to, mm-hmm. I want to say bring them to life. Uh, I I, I get it. Them. Right. Was really effective. I thought that was. Cool. I agree. I, the, the effects were really tremendous for what we for what the movie is. Um, How did they do that dog one? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to know. Actually, oh, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's up. I'm sure it's all uh, on the up and up. But like, uh, but you should say. I know we made it sound like a dog gets hurt or dies, but that does not happen in this movie. But there is there is something that involves a dog. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway. What was your favorite part of the movie, Dylan? My favorite part. Oh, you know what? I think I'll give you another. I'll give you another example. I loved the cold open for the movie, or the. Yeah, that was you just you just throw you just thrown into it, and this guy is looking for his brother. He's got a real goofy name, it's like Ducket or something. I don't remember. Um, yeah. And it's just. He goes, he breaks the door down. It's this crazy party. He sees his brother. He's like, come on, man, let's get you out of here. Why are you acting so weird? Pulls him out in the the kitchen. Everyone's filming him because his brother's, you know, he's yelling or whatever. And then his brother just kills him and then stabs himself in the face. And then it's like, hey, talk to me. I'm like, oh my God, what is this movie? Like, it started out on 10. Yeah, I liked how we ended, we started with the end of the cycle of the first kids and then we watched the entire cycle of the new one and we start we see the new cycle at the end you know it's kind of like yes i don't want to say it's like truth or dare but it's kind of yeah. like that you know what no, i, mean? I, I um, get that i get that for sure um but favorite moments uh i don't know i thought the stuff all the stuff with, with riley was my favorite um yes 
Absolutely. I thought like him being like consumed by the dead people was pretty pretty scary. I thought his like uh hospital sequence when he Oh man. When they get him in the bathroom back, or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was pretty that was scary so good. as well. I, I liked the I liked the little twist with the she's seeing her mom and I liked how I thought that was so cool. The mom was like, Your dad isn't real and I was like, Oh, that's gonna be a big twist and then I mean, obviously she was lying, you know, but I like right. the paranoia, getting to, to experience the paranoia that the, um, the movie was, was very effective. Um, it didn't, it had, it it used every tool it had very well, I think. Um, what do you think about the ending, Dylan? I liked it. So I, I liked that, loved it. I like it when it references, like references itself and the, the way that they like compared her to the kangaroo in the beginning. Yes. Um, they like come across a kangaroo that's been like hit by a car and kind of drive off because they don't want to put it out of its misery is what they how they mm-hmm. described it, you know? And then she is in the exact same position at the end of it, suffering in her own way. But I really liked normally like I hate a cheesy horror ending, you know. Um this could be labeled like, as that, but I think I think it works. But this is when it's done well, yeah, because it ends with her taking the hand of like a regular person who's I guess messing she, with the embalmed hand right. now, and she and yeah. right because she has she, she's dead right because she's uh uh going she she takes the kid out of the hospital and is gonna go kill him and throw him into traffic and then realizes oh no I can't do this and then jumps into traffic herself and then stands up and starts walking to the hospital and you're like what well, this is weird and I thought the ending was very good I I really dug it um. I don't know. I really don't have a lot bad to say about it. I mean, it's this is um, I think this is I can't remember, but I think this what else has come out this year, but this is probably the best horror movie I've seen this year. I'm looking at horror movies I've reviewed. I probably yes. agree with that. Yes. This I like is, it a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's the it's well, uh, mm, okay. Megan came out in January. I gave the, so, I'm giving so them both different. I'm giving them both the same score for anybody that remembers that. Um so hard to compare it to Megan. I know. It's so it, it's they're so different. When are we going to get Megan and Dead by Daylight? But anyway, um I don't know, man. I do you have anything negative you want to say about this movie cuz I really don't have anything. Um No, not specifically. No. I I would be interested to see what they could have done with more resources a little bit, you know, like you Mm -hmm. could see them stretching the budget sometimes, but like that's, you can't fault them for that because it's just what they had, you know? Um, Right. So I would be interested to know, like, I assume whatever their next movie is, they'll get more money. Um, Oh, how's it doing? It's probably not that great because of Barbenheimer. Yeah, but it doesn't need to. I think it made $10 million on a $4.5 million budget. So on its first two days, you know, so it's like, it's, doing very well you know it's a24's biggest horror opening since uh hereditary wow really okay yeah cool. i will okay wait minor complaint okay is with the marketing a24 always does this with the, it's oh, the scariest man. thing you've ever seen you're that makes wet me... your pants i'm like and i'm at the point where i never believe it and i was right to do so this time because it's truly not that scary you know no like, it is not down. i mean there were there were some gross out parts like we said or parts that are just like pretty gnarly you know but not scary yeah 
I don't think but this movie is going to linger with you, you know. Agreed. Yeah. But I like the I like the characterization and the arcs for everyone. I thought the mom was really cool. I the mom was Sue. so good. Yeah, she was awesome. I, I wish she had gotten in the action a little bit more, but she was just there to <laughs> keep things. In she line, was a plot but, device. Yeah, but um, I can't wait to see what's next for these people. Me I'm too. Me too. I think this is like obviously I'm not going to draw direct comparisons to Get Out, but like it's like when someone's first horror movie is so successful and good and like no one's really dumping on this movie people either are kind of mid or really like it from what i've seen i haven't seen anybody just like completely drag it um yeah i i i I hope that they just go up from here but let's rate this movie um as you know we rate on a the letterboxd scale which is a 0.5 to 5 i am giving this a 4 i really really dug it that's fair. I am also going to give it a four. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I think it's a perfect rating. It's Look, I don't think this movie ever could have been better than a four. I, I, with what they had, I think this is... I mean, I, so that I guess that is making an argument to make this a five, but this it's not a five. This, with it would what, have been a five if it had scared me in any way. Right. Which is what I think they were trying to do, you know? So, I mean, it, but, it's a four. When's the last time you were ever scared by a movie, though, Dylan? I got kind of scared at Barbarian. I like that one a lot. That was my favorite horror movie in a long time. I didn't see that one. Um, Did you see it? Yeah, it can happen. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But either way, I would recommend you go see this. And if you, I think it would benefit a theater watch if you can. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it in the theater. Because it's only because Barbie and Oppenheimer are taking up the big screens. So you're going to see this in the small, intimate theater, you know? Exactly. So I think that's the way to go. But anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.